0: Interleague fans, you know what time it is. Another Tuesday podcast. Not our fault this time. You can blame the Major League Baseball. All-Star Weekend brings you an All-Star podcast with All-Star hosts way better than the Home Run Derby. Welcome back, Spags. Excited about All-Star Week. Maybe we'll tell them how much money we lost through the All-Star Weekend. Maybe we won't. Maybe you'll have to wait to the end to hear that to listen to the whole thing. Like and subscribe. Spags the Interleague Podcast episode ninety two. Yeah, ninety-two. We're getting there. Yeah. So we're at what eight away? So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What is that? September? Yeah, so I so I feel like
1: we will we will likely and there'll be some days that I will probably take. So it's fair. figure so figure next week um, we're we're good. You know, so that'd be ninety three. The following week, like the last week of July, is my birthday. So we may not record on the first, but we could probably get something on the second. Um. But then I know. <clears throat> like the that first that next weekend, like the weekend seventh of that Sunday, like I have something going on that night, and that, and that's that's my brother's birthday, and so my other brother will be in town still for Monday, and then the ninth is Kurt's actual birthday, so I'm sure we'll do something
0: um so yep. I might take I'm an r s v p to ten day to the suit up and celebrate, yeah, so so we'll be doing that <clears throat> um. Nasty Nestor pitching. Hell yeah.
1: Oh, I, I kind of want to watch this to see what kind of you know, weird. Our,
0: I didn't see anything this first at bat. Yeah. Now he's going against you know my boy Riley, so I can't, can't make him look too bad here.
1: Well, this is still his first batter, right? And there's no outs, no one on, so I'm mm. assuming. That look pretty normal. I love the. Uh, um, Apollo Creed glove he's got going on here. It's pretty sweet. I'm assuming it's USA. I, I don't know if he's from Puerto Rico, maybe, or Cuba. That could also be. They all kind of have that flag, and I think Cuba also has the star, like the single star, so maybe that's what Let's it, it Mr. is. Mr. Cortez. Gotta
0: have, like, a whole
1: Wikipedia.
0: He's from Cuba. So that's probably what it is, because that's the single star, in, yeah, and... Yeah, it says his father red. won the visa lottery when he was seven months old and they were relocated gotcha. to florida cool cool cool
1: um yeah and then we'll have like the labor day holiday comes into play oh, we still got
0: holidays coming up. nice yeah
1: <laughs> so we'll we'll see but i think i think episode 100 will probably come there we go nester <clears throat> um Probably pretty closely coincide with maybe like the start of playoff baseball. Ooh, see, we're just all about
0: planning around here. Yeah, the show.
1: Maybe right around there. If not, we can probably <clears throat> take a week off or something and make that happen. So I can yep. figure out the semantics to it, but
0: yeah. we're just coming up with good ideas left and right. <laughs> yeah, that like yeah. for the podcast or home run derby, all star game, whatever it is. Yeah, I will say every idea that we've talked about on
1: how this, these festivities could have been better. Um, You yeah, know, we're pretty spot on. Yeah.
0: Um, Are they talking to him? Uh, I don't know. I have it turned down. It's so that way. I thought I just heard, like, heaters on the way, but I haven't, like, I feel like I haven't heard commentary. I have it pretty low. Yeah, so that way the, the audio a, doesn't get picked up on the recording. In. Yeah, but it could oh, be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming it's not normal. Uh, yeah, that looks like it's audio. Oh, he's talking to the catcher. Uh, Cortez and Trevino are talking to each other? Or yeah. the announcers are talking to Trevino?
0: No, it's, that looked like they were just talking to each other. Yeah. Oh, okay, now <laughs> the announcers are talking to him. You, They're all talking. Did you see that windup? It's amazing that his, like, <laughs> timing isn't all wacky and he gets, like, the pitch out. Right. Uh, I guess he can only do so many moves at this point in time, you know? Get it down. He'll probably been practicing it, you know? Well, he said that. I uh, guess I didn't know he was doing it so often until the All-Star break. I feel like. I haven't read any stories like you and I haven't talked about all these crazy like windups. Reddit hasn't been like, oh, look at this new wind. Like, I have seen a video of it. Right. know, but it's not like a montage of it. Like, I feel like Garrett Cole's been heavily talking about like or what they were in the outfield talking about. Oh, we're out here betting what Nestor's going to do. Like, is it really that many times? Yeah, I guess I
1: I've never noticed it. And I avidly watch. That's what I'm saying. So I've never noticed it. But pitchers just do some funky things, so sometimes, like, it, it may just not even sit. Because, like, I think in the, the game you're talking about that they, that we saw the, the Reddit video where it was, like, po- it, you know, it was posted in Reddit by, like, a, like a user yeah. that was Nestor That was for the
0: Cincinnati Reds. Right. We thought he was making fun, fun
1: of. of Luis Castillo because of his, the, the windup that he has is real weird and janky. Um, so that's what I thought, but that, yeah, I guess it's, it's a thing like more, more common. I know, I know last year, one of the things they talked about with him was his release location and his arm slots. And like he, like they were talking about how he throws, it's almost like he throws like nine pitches because he'll release like his slider from a different location or his fastball from a different location. So even though like he throws a two seamer over the top or he'll drop like you know, side, like you'll go almost like full sidearm or he'll come like three quarters, you know, so it just changes the release location and like what looks like a different pitch so that way you can't tunnel in on one location. Um, So typically like what they talk about a lot with like Garrett Cole on the opposite spectrum is that he tunnels very effectively as well but it's that he releases his fastball and change up and slider from basically the same arm slot. The same spot. So it's like to combat that, that like, if you can't, if you can't repeat it all the time and like your, your grip or your release is slightly different on each pitch, then you just change up where you release your pitches from. And it can help combat that. I guess um, he's pitched extremely effectively in the year and some change. He's been pitching for the Yankees. So it's
0: clearly working dude marlin's man i feel like you're gonna watch a netflix documentary about in the next you know 10 to 15 years about how he was running a ponzi scheme <laughs> you know
1: yeah i don't know where what like i don't know much about like how we got his money but he's, he's definitely in, like, an attorney i think yeah he's definitely at everything Everything. (laughs) And And like, I just noticed him too. Like, I haven't like,
0: I guess, paid that close of attention. Just all of a sudden, I was like, Oh. And
1: and it's that same seat, always like slightly off center. It's like, how does he just have it be available for everything? (laughs) Exactly. Like, how does he know who has who owns the ticket?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. At this point in time, they're like, Oh, hey, Marlon, man, you know, it's a big event. You want? You got your seat. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I can't believe Julio Rodriguez when the when Derby. Sorry, they were showing him.
1: <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> but no, it'll be. Um, it,
0: it's it's
1: been it's been fun. I I think I really like the draft being a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um. I've always been kind of a sucker for like the celebrity softball game. I've always thought mm-hmm. that that's kind of cool. Like the celebrity legends type stuff. I just wish that they made a bigger deal out of that. Cause it's like on a Saturday and it's like, if they just like, it's like, they know people aren't going to watch it. Right. But what, what is the ESPN showing on a Saturday? You know, mm. or like throw it up on like ESPN plus, you know, whatever, like you have the streaming service now that you partner with Disney on like just just get it out there you yeah, know? put it everywhere it's fine and it's not like it's not like every anything else is any different i mean where people are like oh home run derby's on espn but the all-star games on fox Like, yeah, they're both owned by disney so what difference does it make
0: yeah well i went to espn and then went oh it's not right here front page uh and then looked up and it said the game and it said it was watch on fox so i just went to fox's website you know I'm like oh just have to go to another website yeah, I just okay. went.
1: I just went to DirecTV mm-hmm. and just, you know, used the login that
0: I have from a buddy of mine. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got that. I able to watch it. Yeah, I'm a different buddy, but I got one as well. <laughs> so, uh
1: but no, I got, so I think for the most part it was it was a lot of fun. Um I think them breaking up the draft over 3 days made it Simple enough to like. What's Mr. Doing walking people, sorry. This is,
0: this is what he always does. Okay. Oh, he's, he's got to get guys on so he can do the crazy windows. Yeah. He's always walking guys. Oh, gotcha. that was, that was Teddy hit. Yeah. Oh, he hit him. Yeah. Oh. I
1: hit his, his, his cleat. I think that's what,
0: what's up with these AL pitchers? Dude, hitting people.
1: Yeah. that's They're just trying to oh, get that out to six runs. I interrupted you again, but, you know,
0: <laughs> we're, we're, good, we're just watching. We're watching. You know? I know you're not, like, you're talking, so you're not paying attention. Dude. Yeah, it's all right. Well, you might be. It's Nestor, so You should be. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. Hope he does well. High strike.
1: You know, right yeah, now, sure. I, I feel like, uh, you know, if the game were to end right now, you'd be hard-pressed to pick, you know, either Stanton or Buxton for MVP, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Uh, Stanton had that two run homer to get it going, but um, I mean we need some runs scored anyway. So you know, right, if Cortez wins, us the money, dude. We're we're okay with this. Yeah, if he,
1: it's our last, it's our last hope. Yep. It's it's uh, eight to six final because Kyle Tucker's <laughs> not winning MVP. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's got to come up again, dude. They got to be losing. And he's got to come up again.
1: But it's all right. I, maybe maybe the world will do the right thing and we'll get our we'll get our money for yesterday, because they yeah. can't count. In the home run derby,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grown grown people not, don't know how to count yeah. home runs. So, or it's just rigged. So there's this yeah, so little snafu on how it looked. oh shit, people realized it. Oh, yeah, like oh man, they can count. No, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a
1: Family Guy episode <laughs> for sure. Um, but no, so I, I think it was cool. Like, and we, you know, we did. I wouldn't say we were like die hard into the draft but you know we kind of were like all right let's see who they take like first overall let's see like what our team prioritizes it wasn't yeah. even so much about like the the who it was more of like what type of position they play or That's like, not true that. there was one
0: guy were. we we were, did talk about the who for one guy Well well,
1: yeah. we talked when we talked about the who when it came to the Cardinals, strictly because, uh, was it Greg Amzinger? Like, had posted yeah. that. And you know, we're, we're both fans of his writing. So, we're like, all right, yeah, like, he probably knows what he's talking about. And it was like, all right, well, well, let's see. Like, these are some names. Like, other guys were talking about it. Like, I, I said, the CBS Sports, they were kicking around some names. um, So, there was, like, four guys that were like, okay, like, let's see the route the Cardinals go. And basically what I think it was – um, Out of the names that we had, it was one pitcher, but that was if uh Lamar Rocker dropped all the way to 22, which he did, and he went third overall. Yeah, it was third overall. <laughs> so, or, some, or something like that. Maybe, maybe not quite that high, because I feel like the first couple guys that went were all like the young kids, like Matt Holiday's kid, Andrew Jones' kid. So maybe it was third. But either way, he was a top five guy, so Cardinals never yeah. had a chance at him. But then the other two guys they talked about was a catcher, which we feel like made sense, and then the other one was like a like you know a guy that they were comparing to like the equivalent of a left-handed Aaron Judge, and we're like cool like left-handed power bat that plays the outfield, you know he's another guy that was like recruited to play like all three sports, you know into college and you know built like he could play, you know, wide receiver, or linebacker, just like Judge, like another big kid. And so it's like, all right, like the, these decisions make sense. Uh, what was it, like Spencer Jones as was the outfielder, or Daniel yeah. Susack was the catcher. And so I like, got, right, let's just pay attention, see where these guys go. Um, and then the other name that got thrown around was like on CBS, I think their mock draft showed like Chase DeLautner. It's like another outfielder. Um, pretty high-end prospect, and that's where you're going to see, like, a bulk of it, so I, I didn't really have anyone for the Yankees, but to me, like, knowing what's coming up the pipeline, outfield is really where they lack, like, that's where all of their free agent money is right now, and that's because outside of Dominguez, they don't really have anyone that plays the outfield in the farm system. You know, it's
0: like you have. And Dominguez is going to be like here, present.
1: Uh, yeah, I probably. I I would, if I had to guess, I would say probably 2024. Um, but like they signed Hicks to the eight-year deal. They have the big money in Stanton. They brought in Gallo. Like that's like that that's the piece they're always trying to fill is that outfield spot. Like, they always kept Brett Gardner around forever because they had no better options. They tried Miguel and Duhar out there. They had traded for Clint Frazier, and that didn't work out. Um, it's like they just never really had, like, the young prospects. So I was like, all right, like, sure. It, the, the Yankees draft three spots after the Cardinals at 25. If the Cardinals go with Susack or a different direction, I'll take a left-handed power hitter that's kind of like a left-handed Aaron Judge. For the Yankees? Like, that sounds great. And in the CBS mock, Spencer Jones is who they predicted was going to go to the Yankees. So I was like, all right, like, Amzinger's a fan of his. Like, I like what I'm reading. You know, like, the last time I really, you know, got hyped up about a a kid was when they, like, when they had really no pitching. And they brought in uh, James Caprillion, who pitched at UCLA, um, which was, like, the same organization like, same college, like, Bauer and Cole and Max Fried, like, or whatever. Like, all these guys. Uh, Shane Bieber, not Max Freed. Like, all these kids like that have been really good. So, I was like, oh, awesome. All right. Like, this is a good program for pitchers. Let's get hyped up about it. And then he got traded to Oakland in the Sonny Gray trade, which was atrocious for the Yankees. And he's been pretty good. Like, he hasn't been ace material. But I'd be very happy if Caprillian was pitching in the Yankee rotation right now. Um, So like I said, like, I just try to, so we tried to pay attention to like that, that first pick. And uh, of course, you know, the Cardinals, they end up going the route of taking a left-handed pitcher, you know, because yeah, they would take anything else. <laughs> yeah. That's all they take. So go figure Pitching. like that, that's where it's at. Yeah. So, so it was cool to like, pay attention to that. And like, we'll, we'll keep an eye out and it helps, you know, Susack got drafted before the Cardinals got to pick. Yeah, just um, a couple of spots too. Yeah, so. I think I think It'd Oakland would be interesting would have
0: felt.
1: Yeah, I think Oakland is who took him, like maybe 19th overall or something like that.
0: Oh, um, one um, hundred percent. Because when they drafted him, I was like, easy team to trade with. I mean, <laughs> like yeah, him. like let's just go get him like, now. He might be, he might be on the Yankees before too long. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Daniel we'll
1: just, Susak, future Yankees player. Yeah, like Oakland Cardinals can just go play. trade for Montaz and just get, just get Susack in that deal. Just have All him right. include it. Yeah, you know, oh, hey, draft, we, we like to draft a.m. You know, just be like, I need a kicker too. I want your, kicker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want your first, <laughs> I want your first overall pick, man. I want your first round pick. Just give it to me. Cause I want it. Cause I said, so like you remember, tell her, remember tell how we him, gave Kevin. Colorado. Don't make me Colorado. Yeah.
0: You. Okay. I'm going to, you're going to give me money here. Man. Yeah. Just, give us cash yeah.
1: My way. Don't make me call Matt holiday. He'll tell
0: you how it is to get robbed. Headline reads, Oakland moving to St. Louis. Yeah. 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 Not <laughs> That's awesome. not good.
1: Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. So, so it was cool. Like they, like I said, we we had something to pay attention to. There's a couple names that hopefully will they'll stay relevant. Um, and we'll try to follow it along. It helps out that the Yankees did draft Jones. Yeah, the left so, hitting <laughs> hitting Judge, dude. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, it'll be cool good. to see like where. Where I still the, think I still think bring him right up, dude. Yeah, why not? Up. Yeah, you can't I, do any worse, like you said. Yeah, like no, I'm no sure worse. Spencer Jones can
0: bat 160 yeah, at the major league yeah. level. Be hyped up, <laughs> stripes. Um, oh, there we go. Jose, am I getting fantasy points for this right now? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! You should get five points for every player in fantasy that you have to make the All Star game. Yeah, I get five points for that week bonus. You nasty. Hey. Uh, Bringing up winter meetings, winter meetings. Yeah, bringing up in winter meetings. I'll hear. i like, an argument for everything. It's like this year's, like this week's, is gonna be like minimal points. Like you know, only a couple games. Some teams have double headers, so we're lucky there. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees have five games. <laughs> five games in what? Four days. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because
1: they have game. Normally, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have had games on Thursday, but they're going to Houston for the other two games of the one of the series that they need to make. And out. it pretty
0: much ensures that Cole's going to double start you the week after. Um, yeah. 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 So. Pretty nice setup. Yeah. I'm
1: not, I'm not complaining. Um, and it, it's just like situation where you, know, you have Trevino, it's five games that he might get to play, you know? So right, right away, you know, they you might be facing the guy that their catcher only has three games. So you may just pick up games in hand naturally, because you know your your guy just playing for a team that has extra games. Now with it being a doubleheader, I doubt Trevino plays both games of that doubleheader. Yeah.
0: But... And I've been playing Sean Murphy. Your brother dropped Sean Murphy at some point in time, and it's been the greatest things happened to my team. Trevino's obviously still on the team, but yeah, Murphy's pretty good.
1: He's yeah. pretty good, and he's available. And he's available in MLB. Carl's just need to go out and get him. He's the other guy. Yep. He's the second uh, part of the
0: three pieces, I think, that they should get from Oakland. Um, yeah, so I like all the pitchers, but I kind of like the Blackburn who pitched tonight, too. Yeah. All-star, good stuff. Oh, from Oakland? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I forget. Um, I think, what is it? Paul, I think. Yeah, Paul Blackburn. Let's see, because the other thing is their contract. So yeah, so Blackburn's another one of those guys that is getting ready to enter arbitration. So that's the big problem with the players that I think that run they should up. go after.
0: Two run homer, tuck. Oh, this could be big. Hmm. Yeah. I keep-
1: uh, that Keep distracting,
0: but I just looked over, I didn't even notice it was Tucker it was just yeah.
1: This could be big. So for everyone listening why we're distracted, we we picked five bets for the All Star game. And our, our long shots were Kyle Tucker to win MVP and then that the AL beats the NL eight to six. Like we put like ten dollars on five different bets and those and those could pay out a, a decent chunk of change fooled by that pitch um yeah so so for the cardinals i i have been on the frankie montage sean murphy train for quite a while Um, i also think that they could utilize that to upgrade in the outfield so that way you can afford to move more pieces um and then um you know if they want to throw in blackburn as well to upgrade in relief that's also an option so the downfall though is that uh, Montaz is under team control for next year. Uh, Ramon Loreno is under team control for two more years. And Sean Murphy's under control team control for three more years. And then Blackburn's under team control for three more years. So to bring in all of those guys, like the deal I was talking to my brother about for the three of them is it was probably going to be like Seven players that it would take to bring them in, and that doesn't include getting rid of guys like DeYoung and Reyes that you know, like you're probably trying to move on from. It also didn't include getting rid of Flaherty, so it it was definitely giving up like some youth pieces, um, so that way they're, you know, that being the upside. So I think like what I. Trying to find the message I sent to Kurt, so I can say exactly how it is. Um, yeah, so here we go. So I I didn't worry about Blackburn, but we we could we can maneuver off of this to include that for sure. So what I said was I think catchers the more important upgrade, which is why I favor Oakland. He was looking at he had made the point to go out and get a pitcher and an outfielder. Um, and said I think, so I think catcher is the more important upgrade, which is why I favorite Oakland. I think Matas, Murphy, Loreno certainly upgrade the team. I was like, you probably give up a pitcher in either Thompson or Libertor, an infield prospect and in winter Walker, an MLB ready outfielder in O'Neill or Carlson, and probably three additional prospects. I'd guess Burleson, Herrera, and another pitcher. Um, you might be able to forego the other pitching prospect and include Paul DeYoung and Alex Reyes. Um, and that would get you Murphy for three years, Lorena for two, and Montez for one before any free agency. Um so the the downfall is so the hope is that they would take on DeYoung's contract, which is nine million for next year, but that nine million is probably more than those like than the three players from Oakland will make combined. Yeah, you might have to keep
0: <clears throat> Now you're talking about kicking
1: them in cash, right? So, so if you're if you're not going to shed your like your way of at least like half of DeYoung's contract, you're probably, um, not. It's probably not really that worth it, in my opinion. Um, so what I would like to do, so my play, I think it's just Burleson, Herrera, and you add another pitcher. Um, probably someone further down the prospect list that's maybe a little, like, not like a, it's not like a Woodford or, you know, it wouldn't be Thompson and Libetor. Like, it would just be one of them. And then someone else, like, maybe it's even like a, a Palante or, you know, um, what's his name? Like an Aviado. Someone that you're like, okay, like they've seen Major League time. They're, you, you think you kind of know what you got. We, we won't give you, like, you're not getting an ace, but we're not going to give you a lottery ticket. Um, you know, like, this will be serviceable for you. And then they can rebuild off of that. You know, like, having a pitcher, you know, an outfielder that can replace the Reno that, you know, like, in, in Carlson um, would most likely, like, my, my thoughts is that they would probably, it would probably be like, Libertor win Carlson. Burleson, Herrera, and then like Aviedo would probably be like my thoughts.
0: I don't know. Did John Mozell at one point in time said that you'd have to pry Dylan Carlson from his cold dead hands.
1: Um. Well, yeah, but I guess that's easy to do after it's gonna cost him his job. Because I I think if you make you those think additions, Someone's gonna cost him his job. Yeah, I I think if you make those additions, I think the Cardinals easily win the division. Like, if you add Montaz and um, Murphy and Loreno, I think the Carls easily win the division. Um, And I think that, like, starts the domino effect, like, then you don't have to worry about Arenado leaving. Um, You haven't broke the bank because the pieces that you brought in are all under team control. So you have some time to figure out your finances, um, your... Yep, they're they're gonna be are eligible so sure that maybe they get raises but you're moving some pieces that are the same way um, you know and Carlson and um, you know, and Carlson or O'Neill and you mo- you move guys that like their clocks kind of already started but you you just have like this log jam like we talk about all the time that's either at your pitchers or at the major league level in general. And if everyone thinks that Soto is this great fit for the Cardinals because of what he does and, like, that he makes the team so much better. But Juan Soto, like, to keep him long-term, like, sure, you get him for two and a half years, you know, because he's under team control as well. But he already makes $17 million. Like, he's making as much as Aaron Judge is. And he's probably only going to get more in arbitration. So he's not oh, yeah, he's yeah. not really saving you money like it's a like you're bringing in a big name free agent like that's that's where you're at, um and if the contract that it's gonna take to extend him is more like it's north million. yeah is north of what the Nationals <laughs> offered like all you're doing is breaking the bank like if people were mad about the deal that they were gonna offer pools, <laughs> pools yeah. yeah like what do you think is gonna like I mean I guess maybe your argument is that Juan Soto is like, what, 23 years old or something like that? Yeah. So, you, you know, 15 years, he would be 38 at in the your, end of his contract.
0: And you're out of the Goldschmidt deal in a couple years. You know, yeah, I mean, you got three 10, years left. There. Right, so, you, but... Well, you're going to have this kid for 15 years, so, you know... Right, I'm, I'm saying... Of those years, you're not... You, you can do something else at first base. No. So. so, what I'm saying is that if
1: you're going to go out and make a splash like that, your intention should be to win now. Like you yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. have to win a title while you have Arenado, Goldschmidt, Soto. Yeah, at but, least one in that yeah right. three year period. But but in doing that trade and bringing in Soto with what it's going to cost you, you can't, you no longer have the ability as the St. Louis Cardinals. Not, yes, they do. Like they make more than enough money The DeWitts do. They could easily increase the payroll. But assuming they live within the means that they typically do right now, there's no way you can upgrade the rotation, let alone the bullpen, through free agency. So you have he to wait, then just got his
0: PPE check. He's ready to go. He's ready to spend.
1: Yeah, so you you essentially need to to go out and add pieces that are like so to me, like that's where I would like to see. The cardinals be willing to like flip De young and like reyes and think okay like you take De young's you take the young's contract or like you know de young and hicks like all right you take De young's contract and we'll give you this young fireballer that's under team control and we get uh star studded relief pitcher closer like uh Ryzel iglesias from the angels you know something like that like that That's what I would like to see them try, like in other ways. Because right now, like you just, you know, look, we've talked about it so many times. You just have this logjam of people that when the Cardinals get healthy, someone has to be the odd man out. Like, you're going to have major league caliber talent playing in Memphis. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it's not that that's a bad thing. Like, having that depth is great, but that that piece isn't winning you anything like their war is negligible it's zero because they are doing nothing to contribute to your team winning games. So it's just lost value at that point. But the clock is started on them becoming arbitration eligible. Like now it's time that you could be getting them at league minimum and having them build towards their career. Instead, they're building in Memphis, and then you're going to end up needing to pay them even more when they come back up, and you're not really certain how they're going to do when they come back up. You know, like, how do you set a Donovan down? How do you send Gorman down? How do you send Edmund down? How do you send Yepes down? You know, but, but what? When Bader comes back, you're going to send him back to Memphis again? You know, you're going to send O'Neill down? Carlson? Goldschmidt, Arenado, who like who are you send it down? Um, so like, they just they don't have enough roster positions and their bullpen isn't healthy enough or durable enough and they don't have a rotation that's capable of shortening every game. So they just can't manage it. Like they have to carry thirteen pitchers because you really only have three starters, and then you have a whole bunch of guys that are like long relievers. Yeah, long openers. Yeah, like, you know, your Pilates, Hicks, uh, even Libertor at this point. Like uh, four
0: weeks ago, ESPN Radio in St. Louis was talking about how uh, Pilante was the answer. Like, you guys will believe anything that looks good for, like, one outing. Like, come on. I think Bernie was like, oh, yeah, you'll see Polante pitching, you know, probably in September. It'll be, like, the one, one two, and three, you know, probably the third guy. What? crazy.
1: Yeah, I, and it's not that he's been bad. It's just that that's the reason why the bullpens and the status that it's in, because you have guys that even on a great outing get you five innings. You know, and you're like, all right, they're cashed. Like we, hopefully, they're ready to go five days from now, because they maxed out the tank. Like that's all they had. Gave it everything. You know, Hicks, pitching great. Gets pulled like three and a third. You know, it's like, ah, you know, pitch count. Can't have you throw more than 50, 60 pitches. It's just we haven't stretched you out. We don't want you to get hurt. We got to look out for your shoulder, you know, or whatever. <clears throat> and so it just, there's there's all of all of these pieces that are there. And they they do have a lot of, of talent. They do have a lot of value. They just got to package it up and upgrade, in my opinion. And that's where I think, like, you can, you know, you, you get younger in some aspects. You bring in another ace, you know, like, because you, you're going to have to replace Wayno most likely, after next year. Or after yeah, this year, yeah. I mean.
0: And yeah, I'm not counting on Flaherty.
1: Yeah so I even
0: mean, a two anytime soon
1: <laughs> yeah so monetize can can help with that um and then even still like michael's is still kind of relatively a question mark but even if he does I keep it together Michaelis is a
0: question mark just keeping it together <laughs> yeah um i don't know in or turn into big fans of Michaelis. well in th- the crotch grab <laughs> I, I forgot
1: about the crotch grab it's <laughs> fair um No, not not that he's not good, but it's, can he stay healthy? Like, that's what he's had a problem with. I think he will be effective when he goes out anytime, but it's just, will he stay healthy? But even if he does stay healthy and he does stay effective, he's also only only under contract for one more year after this year. So he's a free agent after 2023. So, like, who knows what's going to happen there? Like, I think he's a little older. I mean, he's been around for a while. Um, and he went over to Japan and pitched. I think he's in his thirties, probably. Would be my guess. So I don't he know. That in his thirties. Michaelis, I believe. Oh,
0: uh, I don't know. Twenty seven, twenty eight, maybe. No, nah, he he
1: pitched like two or three years.
0: I, I guess he did yeah. say
1: he was coming. Kind of right? Yeah, he's thirty
0: three. Oh yeah, thirty three, getting
1: up there. Yeah. So, so, more so he will. Uh, I'm sure he'll sign another contract, but who knows? Like, will he stick around? Like, will he demand like uh, a tight pay? You know, like what can can the the Cardinals I say? Can the Yankees can the Cardinals afford to pay him that along with everyone else that's going to be in continued arbitration? You know, and he's making just under 16 million now. So like, uh, who who knows what he's going to demand or at 35, maybe he maybe he does say, okay, um, I'm done. I'll hang him up. You know, whatever. <clears throat> I don't know. But either way, like the that's really been like the two staples in the rotation as of late, and they might both just be gone out of the game in the next year and a half. You know, if Wayno decides to pitch one more, I think it's safe to say he's done after that. And if Michaelis goes elsewhere, or at least you got to re-sign him, and maybe he wants a raise if he's been your ace for a year now at that point. Like, maybe he wants that 20 mil that, you know, the upper echelon of starters are getting. He's got solid numbers, so it's not like he's... there's no argument for it. You know what I mean? So, it's just like they got to... They got to start to find these solutions and, you know, you can't, you can't carry nine starters. So, you know, if you have Flaherty and Libitor and Hudson and Woodford and Thompson and Aviedo and Pilate, you know, like these are seven guys uh Angel Rondon, who's pitching down in Memphis still. So you have seven or eight guys that are seeing major league action. Um, You know, you're you're talking about extending, like, extending Hicks and stretching him out. Talked about doing the same thing with Reyes and him going back to being a starter. Um, So if, if that happens, like, now you're at nine guys that have seen significant major league time and... Are not significant, but have seen time in the majors and have pitched effectively enough that they could be the back end of a rotation, but you don't have an ace. So rather than carrying nine, you know, a combination of nine threes, fours, and fives, maybe trade like four of them and get yourself an ace. You know, get yourself a, a number two and
0: a number three. Shake it up, you know. You no, know? hey. Team's gotta, team's gotta make it better. We talked last year, um, and just about like the amount of energy that can come into your team, making like a big splash like that. You know, obviously this team like is built on needing, like, a spark at all times. You know, how many guys do they call up? Uh, oh, hey, cool, this new guy's here. Oh, this new guy's here. This new guy's here. Um, oh, starting to win 17 games in a row. Like they need that, they need that drive. They need a reason to play more than just like their man. You should go out there and do well today, you know? right?
1: So. Or like here, like prime example. So, um, you know, if you want, if you wanted to go out and get someone like, you know, let's see what Iglesias' numbers are look like. Even
0: oh, are we gonna talk about Jose Iglesias again? No,
1: other no. Iglesias, Raziel.
0: Oh, Raziel Iglesias
1: yeah. not good this year. I don't think, but but he's, he's playing for yeah. yeah, playing for the Angels, and yeah, he's having having an off year, but. The you know, well, last year was lights
0: out. Yeah, the two years before that, I mean, he's had. Um, you wow. got to imagine you're he's... much. You think you're you think much highly of your pitching organization than you do other clubs. You know. Yeah, he's as long as you've seen it in the guy, you think you can get it back. Yeah, he's
1: had thirty saves three times in his career, um, twenty eight saves one other time, and that was when he was closing for Cincinnati. Like That's he's
0: still Ryan Helsley at the mound. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the so this is what I'm saying. It's like this is another guy that it's like maybe you sell him while he's hot. Like maybe this is a time frame that like you can include Hellsley in with like De Young and have someone take on De Young's contract and you get uh like a high end all star oh, that hit him in the face? Look like it took like a weird hop. I don't know he's playing second. Now, but, him? Oh, Cronenworth.
0: No, uh, oh. it was the hit. Oh, no, he just... Oh, dude, yeah. can't, the crone zone, not snatching it up. Yeah, it's like,
1: see, like the way he like hopped out of the way. I don't know why he was trying to get it that way instead of just getting his body in front of it. That was weird. He's better defensively than that. So that's why it seemed like it took a weird hop, and it really didn't. He just sucked. Cronenworth, not MVP. Oh, here's future left fielder for the New York Yankees right here um, but no, so in the same way that we were saying like trade Reyes when he was lights out trade Gallegos when he was lights out you know do so is Halsley the same thing is this just uh, that next iteration also, you should just yeah. trade him up I don't like, know,
0: dude. You, you're about to run out of them, so you, got,
1: you might have to keep one. <laughs> maybe, yeah. And, and I don't know. I don't know what you get, and like maybe it seems pointless to, you know, trade away a guy that's having success to go out and get another piece. You know that plays the same position. Like, is go Ecclesius... and get a
0: package of guys though. Right, but well, maybe not from the Angels.
1: Right. Well, so the and the idea for me is that you would be willing to especially if like you can get them to pick up. So Iglesias is under contract for three years and he's at 16 million a year. So if you can get like for the angels, like, okay, we'll give you Helsley and we'll give you DeYoung. And then you also give us like 20 million. So you get basically a year of Iglesias for free and then a little bit on the next year. So they cover like, or, or maybe just simple math. So it's like, what 32, 48. So they give us 24 million. You they get Helsley, DeYoung, we get Iglesias and 24 million. So they cover half of his contract, and they have five years of Helsley. You know, as like a potential closer to fill in for them, where they're spending next to nothing. So they really they save, you know, 15 million off what they're going to pay Iglesias. They have DeYoung to do whatever they need with you know, maybe in D8 form or whatever, um, play shortstop, who cares? Yeah, and then D8 they and have H- Helsley.
0: H-D-H-N-A-S.
1: Yeah, and then they have Helsley. Um, so, like, maybe you can convince them to do something like that because I think the Angels are further away from winning than the Cardinals are. So you're yeah. like, all right, like, you invested in your closer to the future. You know, they signed him prior to the 2022 season. And it just hasn't worked out for him. So, move on. Here you go. Like, let us save you some money.
0: You know, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I like it, but Cardinal's closer curse. He'd be good for a year. we get hyped up about it. And then... Yeah,
1: he's he's pitched really well in the NL Central. You know like sure. Iglesias has a ton of success there. Sure, he did you know, he's, the uh, yeah, he's uh, a high strikeout guy. Like his Ks per nine have been north of twelve each of the last four years, north of ten each of you know the it was at nine point eight and nine point five his rookie year and his second year in the league. And those are the only times he hasn't been north of 10. Um, He's pitched over 65 innings every year outside of the uh, pandemic year. And even then he pitched 23 innings. So you figure if it was, you know, a third of a season, roughly, you know, 60 games instead of 54 or 60 games, 54 is a third of a season. So he would have been around that 60 to 70 mark. You know, he's at 32 innings pitched already this year. His Ks per nine still high. It's um, not really giving up a lot of home runs. Hasn't really walked a lot of guys. You know his WHIP's relatively low, just over one. That's pretty good from a reliever in my perspective. You know ERA is a little higher, but the Angels haven't really been all that great, especially as of late. So. I don't think a four or five ERA is atrocious for a reliever because it's so hard to get it to go back down after you let up runs. Yeah. It's like one or two bad outings can really inflate your ERA as a reliever. Yeah. So I don't know. And and maybe, maybe Iglesias isn't the answer, but something like that, it's like, that's what I think the, the types of moves the Cardinals need to look at doing. I don't think that there's one trade that's like the end all be all it needs to be a series of events that basically shed some depth to really improve the product that's at the the MLB level. And it not not to say that they aren't trying, you know, or anything like that, but Stephen Matz isn't the answer. Trading for J.A. Happ and John Lester isn't like another move like that isn't going to get it done this year. Can they win the division? Absolutely. But the NL Central is so soft. Sure, whatever. You know, maybe Goldschmidt and Arenada will be happy to finally get a division win under their belt and not be a wild card. But hate to break it to you, if you're the worst division winner, you still play in the wild card games. So who cares? <laughs> like, congratulations. Like, yep, yeah, you get to host that, those games, but you're still going to have to go out and win a three-game series before you play one of the top two teams. So, do with that what you will. So. Get fired up about it. Yeah. Mo. Yeah, I just, I don't like that.
0: Got... Yeah, I agree. I mean, the team's just got to make moves. Like, there's...
1: Yeah, I, I think they're they're primed to be in a spot to to really do like even and even if it isn't like Iglesias, maybe you go after like uh, I can't think of his first name. I think it's like Derek Bednar or something like that. And uh, I think he's in Pittsburgh. David David Bednar, um, relief pitcher in Pittsburgh, has been been pretty phenomenal this year. Um, I I think he's gotta be a rookie. Yeah. So he's pre arbitration next year and then arbitration eligible for three years. And he's, you know, 2.89 ERA. He's got 16 saves, 43 innings pitched 11.7 Ks per nine. Like he's given up four home runs in 43 innings. You said he plays for the pirates. Yeah. Plays for the pirates. Um, yeah, you know, last year for the Pirates, sixty innings he had a two point two three ERA. I think the Pirates are looking to
0: um, trade anyone, like especially young like that. I got I got a handful of like really good young players on that team right now. Yeah. Maybe they're I'm, like and that's, gonna so, win a World Series with that team, but you know. Right. And so, and so for something.
1: and so for me, I think this is where you would see something like you're able to offer like uh, you know, like it's not gonna. What is it? Like their shortstop? Like uh, is it O'Neal Cruz? Um, yeah. Sure, you're not gonna get a guy like that. Um. Or the third baseman. Right. Or Brian Reynolds. But see, like, but I think Brian Reynolds, you could get like Brian Reynolds is making six point seven five million this year. He's got arb three and arb are He will he will make six point seven five million next year and then he has arb 3 and arb 4 um in 2024 and 2025. So, he's on the expensive side for the Pirates, but not for the Cardinals. So, I think if you were to be willing to part ways with like um like a Herrera and like an Alec Burleson and you throw in like a a pitcher and then you're like, okay, we'll give you DeYoung. You guys take on DeYoung's contract, and we'll take Reynolds. So now they have three guys that are under team control for a while versus one guy. And, yep, it seems like the Cardinals gave up quite a bit, but now you have a left-handed hitter that, you know, another corner outfielder hits left-handed by like, bat at the top of your lineup, has had success at the major league level. And you can try to extend him, you know, and he plays center field. So even if you're like, all right, like we'll give you Burleson Bader, who is under contract at four and a half million for next year, so they save two million there. They get a prospect, you know, and you you throw in like, all right, we'll give you Young, Even if the Cardinals eat Young's contract, well, they're paying Young right now to play in Memphis, so why not just clear up the logjam and be like. See ya. Here you go. And if you know, the... I, think,
0: I think he's paying for dinner like every night,
1: probably. But um, and then they have team options. So if the Pirates want to pick up his options, they can. So They could have DeYoung for three years if they wanted to. Um, but like you just got to get creative, and that's where I think that like you know, when I was joking around with like the draft day, where it's like we I throw in your kicker too, like your punter, just because we want him. It's like that's where you're like, all right, like well, let's get let's get Bednar as well. Um you know, like case in point, um, I think Clay Holmes came to the Yankees for cash considerations. Um oh no, sorry. Uh it was Diego Castillo and Hoy Park two two kind of no name prospects that have both played for um <laughs> the the Pirates this year, and neither one of them's doing it doing well at all and Clay Holmes is an all-star. Yeah. Um It's so like you can do that like you just got it's like all right here you go here's all this upside like here's all this team control here is um you know like the these long-term options that you can stay inexpensive you know, the Pirates way for quite some time, essentially. And I think yeah, the so, Cardinals have a lot of those guys.
0: Um, the, so I thought I said, so uh, it's the Pirates have maintained a sky high. MLB trade Asking Price in any trade talks, which is why no trades will come together for Reynolds. That hasn't stopped teams from trying, however, with reporting from earlier today, which was just like the 11th of July, so a week ago. Um, the club rejected offers on Reynolds as well as closer David Bednar. It's always seemed like the Pirates would hang on to him, but the aisle placement effectively closes the door on whatever chances there was. Because mm. I guess he had some shoulder discomfort, so Brian Rose is on the aisle. Yeah. Which they could still trade him on the aisle, right?
1: But, right. But teams are not going to pay as much if they're not going to have him for as long. Right. And depending on what's wrong, you know. But Frankie Montas is the same way. You know, I like, had the shoulder discomfort, but he's expected to come back and start for Oakland coming right out of the All-Star break.
0: Did you go in the I.L. right before the All-Star break? Is it days or games? Days. Days. So, yeah. Anyone can be a little hurt right before the All-Star break. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: <clears throat> it's uh... – yeah, But we'll, we'll see. Like, they have I, – I think that there's continued opportunity um, for the Cardinals to gain ground. I think that they're completely capable of winning division with the team that they have. I just don't think they're going to compete with those top-tier teams. Like, I don't think you're going to go into a five-game series against the Mets or the Dodgers or the Braves and win that series. You know, um, and even, like, looking at, so what? Um, The wild card right now is Atlanta, San Diego, Philadelphia. Uh, Cardinals are tied with Philly technically in games back, but Philly has two games in hand. And Cardinals have one win, one loss more than them. So making the playoffs for the Cardinals is really like winning the division. But right now, like to not be the lowest division winner, like the Brewers are eight games behind the Mets. So you're not really close of, at you're not avoiding that NL wildcard weekend type deal for that three game series. And right now, if you do win the division, you would be playing Philadelphia essentially. Um, where I guess technically Milwaukee would be in front of Philly, so you could even end up playing Milwaukee in that three-game series, which would be great. But then you're gonna have to go play the Mets, or you know if the Braves catch them, you'll you'll go play. Yeah, you know, you'll you'll go play the Braves, and then you saw the Dodgers looming, and I don't think the Cardinals match up with those teams in a five-game no. or seven-game series. No. Uh, and I think it'll be hard-pressed, like. I think beating the Phillies in a three game series would be tough. I think beating San Diego in a three game series would be tough.
0: No, beating I mean, Atlanta. Will just lay down, dude. So. <laughs> yeah, Pouls is there, so he just won't do anything. That um, guy's going to do. Pools is my favorite player. Stop doing that to
1: him. Right. But I mean, the Cardinals just lost back to back series to Phil. Well, I guess they split the four game series. But in the first three games of the of each series, Cardinals lost two out of three um they just lost three out of four to the braves like they've had success against san diego but i think that kind of came out of nowhere and was more of a surprise to to anyone than anything else um so it's like there there's no way that they have to feel like the team they have right now if they make no moves in the next two weeks is going to legitimately compete for a world series there's just no way they can feel that way. And if you, if you aren't trying to do that, then what are you, what are you trying to do? You
0: know what I mean? Bringing in Juan Soto. That's what we're trying to do. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, and then it's, and I, I feel the same way about even like the Yankees situation. Like, yeah, you're sixty-four and twenty eight. You have the best record in baseball. That's amazing. That's great. But you gotta figure out some stuff. Like you just lost two out of three to the Reds. You've lost three series on the year. One of them was to Baltimore. One of them was to Cincinnati. One of them was to the White Sox. None of none of those teams are currently in the playoffs. So great I mean, I so I guess technically they've lost a one game series to Houston. So they've lost four series, but all three of their losses last week were by one run. Um, one was the Clay Holmes meltdown where he the he he's let up four runs in the top of the ninth, and then they lost in extras the other night and then they lost an extras in the one loss that they had to Boston. Um, but it's like the team can be better. like you're putting you're putting Joey Gallo out there night in and night out. Carpenter's been phenomenal, like insanely phenomenal. But I don't think he's the solution. I think that he is great ride in the role. Yeah, I think he's great in the role that what you've had for him. Is he capable of keeping this up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he had some pretty stud years in St. Louis. Yeah, this is just sold. super unexpected. Like just, yeah. Yeah, this is just unexpected and whatever. So, yeah, like you said, ride him while he's hot. But so you got to go out and add a guy. And Gallo's gone after this year anyway. There's no way you're re-signing him. There's no way you're worrying about bringing him back in. So you need to bring in a guy. Um, I think Ben is that perfect fit, perfect opportunity for it. I don't care that he can't travel with us to Toronto, whatever. Carpenter can play, left field in those games, fine. But you, you put yourself in a position then that you have – for, for the foreseeable future if you can bring in ben attendee and you know resign him if need be i don't know what his contract status is i guess I can look that up real quick um, uh so he's a free agent at the end of the year so if you trade for him he made eight and a half million this year resign him you know whatever he signed a one-year deal with the royals so resign him if you need to if he needs to get fit but then it puts you in a situation where you have, like, Hicks, Judge, Benettendi in the outfield. You have Rizzo, um, Torres, IKF, Donaldson still on the infield. You still have LeMahieu as an option. You still have Stanton as an option. You still have the, the youth pieces that have kind of been there, like Carpenter. You could, you know, sign him to a one-year deal or something, I'm sure, for probably next to nothing. So, like, there's all these options. And then coming down the pipeline, like, you have Austin Wells, who is probably going to play first. You have uh, Anthony Volpe that can play shortstop or third. You have Oswald Peraza, who can play shortstop. You have Jason Dominguez, who you're going to put in the outfield. You're, you know, if if Jones is is everything he's cracked up to be, you figure he's maybe three years away as well. So you're talking 2025 that he's up at the major league level. As another option. Um, you know. Well like. If. You know. Hicks and Benatendi. Are gone at that point, and, and then it's. Jones. Dominguez. And Judge. Out in the outfield. And you could have an infield of. Wells. And Torres. And. Peraza. And Volpe. Like. That's the youth movement. For the Yankees. Like. It can all be there. And then you still have. A, like. All of the pitching. Because Cole signed for 850 years. You know. You have. yeah you have cortez that i think he's i think he's a little older but i think he's still like not even our eligible yet um so he's only 27 i thought he was closer like i thought he was like 29 um so he's only 27 but then you have him for three more years with our arbitration eligibility you got jordan montgomery still coming to his own and then you still have like Louise heel, Clark Schmidt, Michael King, like all these guys that were your high touted pitching prospects. You still have Jamison tie on for a little bit. She was like, all right, like a couple years away, like here's where at. So now you can just start to build on, well, let's bring in, you know, maybe some more dynamic starting pitching as well. So I think Ben checks off like a big box to get you through where you need to for the next couple seasons. And then you just start to focus on solidifying your rotation, you know, and they, I feel like the Yankees are right back into being, you know, perennial contenders for the World Series. Whereas like right now, up until this year, it felt like they were fighting to make the playoffs in a very tough division and trying not to have like an early exit into the playoffs. You know, like 2017 kind of came out of nowhere with, you know, the seven game series with Houston. But after that, it's been early exit after early exit. You know, 2018, first round loss to the Red Sox. Uh, 2019, I think they had the first round loss. Or No, that was the ALCS loss to the Astros again. Uh, 2020, first round exit to the Rays. 2021, wild card game loss to the Red Sox. Or I guess it was a second round game for 2020 to the Rays. I forgot the three game series that everyone played where The Yankees whooped up on Cleveland somehow. Mm hmm. Yeah, because I think that was Bieber and Kluber, maybe, that were the pitch. Now, I don't think Kluber was in. I forget. It was Bieber and somebody. Clevenger? Uh, maybe. I forgot. I I feel like it was just like another, like, high end starter.
0: It has to be Clevenger. Um,
1: Let's see, that's not what I wanted. This is what I wanted, I think. Or maybe not. Um. Here we go. This is what I was looking for it was oh you're just going to show me the scores you're not going to show me like who won or who lost or anything you guys suck get out of here here let me kind of go to like the Cleveland Indians page can I see their pitching it was um, I saw to see their postseason stats, man. What's going on? What's going on here? This is garbage. Um, all right, we'll just look. So it was definitely Shane Beaver. and then that yeah, could have been Clevenger. Could have been. i think thinking who else would be on that team? Uh, could have could have been Savali. Could have been Carrasco, could have been mm. But They had a pretty good rotation. That's a, I think that's a big reason why they, uh, you know, went thirty-five and twenty-five. But I'm yeah, sure but anyway, we need
0: this game to end in a tie so we at least get ten bucks back. Or some runs if he started scoring. Geez, where would the juice balls at?
1: Yeah, they gave him up after, you know, all the, all the home runs. Yeah, we just, I feel like we just missed, like, all of our bets by just a little bit. Just a little
0: bit. Yeah, it's annoying. Maybe not the score, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were never this low. For sure. Yeah, Even we... though after hearing the scores be pretty low. Although 2018 was the exact score we picked, so right, and, that and that's long, what we were
1: yeah. hoping for. We were, it looked promising. We wanted early. excitement. We wanted excitement. Yeah, it looked promising early, but it didn't deliver. And we wanted it to pay off big, sure. <laughs> so we were greedy. True.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, ten dollars can't just win twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We want ten. We want our ten dollars. We it' like a grand. Yeah, not worth my time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. So, 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 so I think I think that there's plenty of opportunities to move for for both teams. Um, and I think like the surprising part, like we we started to get into it like talking about the draft. So the only other thing I've really done was just kinda of take a look at like the amount of picks that they had and then what they drafted with the picks. Like not not in terms of like quality. I mean I will say um You know, the Cardinals, they drafted six guys that were, sorry, seven players that were in the top 250 in terms of prospect ranks um, with their 20 picks and the Yankees drafted four. Um, One of the guys that that the Cardinals drafted was ranked like 240. He's a pitcher that's coming out of high school and that was, like, the 20th round, like, their last pick. Um, He was, like, 607th overall out of 616 picks. Um, There's the possibility that he doesn't sign. He's like, eh, I'll just go to college and try to up my draft class, you know? Maybe, like, I'm a top 240 prospect at the moment, so he probably went that low because of signability. Um, But, so, of of the 20 picks the Cardinals drafted like 13 pitchers and four outfielders. So it's like, all right, well, 85% of your picks for this draft went to positions that you currently have an overabundance of. Yeah. And, and granted, That's like um, I have all of them, right. And granted, like some of these guys are probably, you know, a few years away. So you don't really know, but like, a, you know, a decent amount of them were like, college juniors and seniors so these kids are you know 20 21 22 years old um, some guys born in like the late 90s so you know more like 24 um, but you're 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 not wanting them like yes they aren't gonna make an initial like an immediate impact into the major league club but they will you know, like, you are hoping that, you know, by the time they're 24, 25, they're on your radar to at least be getting called up. You know, you're not you're not hoping for all these guys to be Ryan Ludwig and spend six years in the minors and then get called up as a 28-year-old and then be a 34-year-old free agent that you can sign for next to nothing. Like, that's I, I imagine that's not what they're hoping for. Like, you're trying to hit on a few things. Um, and really there's a strong possibility that probably everyone after the 10th round probably doesn't make it to the majors anyway. Like you probably don't ever really hear of them at all. Yeah. Super rare. You know, um, that's why like you're, you're (sighs) only given, yeah, you're only given like signing bonus value through the first 10 rounds. After that, like there's no signing bonus money allocated based on your pick. Um, Cardinals could still sign them to a signing bonus if they wanted to, but there's no money associated with it. Like, they weren't given money based on where they pick. Um, whereas, like, for example, their first-round pick, 22nd overall, signing bonus pick value is $3.18 million. So they can, they can sign them for more or less than that, but they're only able to spend, like, on all of their picks, they're only able to he, sign using x amount of dollars and if they go over that amount they like there's penalties of some sort i forget what it is but basically it's so that way players don't you know like oh the yankees have more funds than the pirates or everyone has more funds than the pirates so the pirates then draft worse players early because they think they have higher signability like well we got you in the first round but we could probably sign you for one million because you're probably a third round pick so they're like nope here you go this is what gets allocated out based on where you pick you have this amount to spend so because you draft early you have more money that you can spend versus teams that pick late um think like the first overall pick is like six million dollars in signing bonus so it's double what's even at the end of the first round like it so drops pretty hard.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but uh, it's not really that big of a deal because Rob and doesn't really believe that there's a financial minor leaguers or just fine. So, yeah. yeah, they don't need money anyway. True, true. Yeah. Written in written in stone already.
1: Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> we've talked about that. Like I. I, I think that it could be fine. Like, I don't think you necessarily have to pay them more if you don't want to. Like, if you think that that's like, if for whatever reason, there's an issue where you're like, Hey, I, I don't think that you drive value. So you could easily just make life cheaper for them in the sense of like, okay, like we will house you all year long. Like you have year round housing, even though we're not paying you in the off season but we have housing for you. Like if we want you to play baseball and the Cape Cod league, or we want you to go to the Arizona fall league, like we have your housing, we have this hotel or this apartment that we can have four players go. We're never going to send more than four players to the Arizona fall league in a given season. So you guys can room together, whatever. And then, okay. Okay you know the redbirds playing memphis so we're going to have this apartment complex that we're going to buy it up and we'll handle utilities we'll handle you know cable we'll handle internet we'll handle whatever and then there'll be 60 units so you get 30 for you know whatever or it could be 30 breakfast lunch no i mean like they can yeah. it can be their own like they pay for their own groceries and whatnot um But you have like the 30 units, you know, probably don't need to go with 60. Maybe you go with like 40 units, but you figure the team has, call it 30 players, and they can just, they can have roommates. So you need 15, like two bedroom apartments there. And then, you know, maybe you have four coaches on the team. They all get their own place. You know, they can have. So now you, so you're at 19 two-bedroom apartments because then they have a bedroom and they can utilize another room as like an office or whatever if they need to. It's um, so like they have just like a little area that they can work at home um, so they don't have to like go into the stadium or find some other facility or whatever. <clears throat> um, and then maybe you have you know, just your other various staff. Like if you have a trainer, like trainers or you know, medical, like maybe you have two trainers, maybe you have like two medical guys They can room up. So you, you know, whatever. So you could probably get by with, you know, so that's why it's like 60, I think would be a good number. Maybe you get by with like 20 to 25, two bedroom apartments for a team. And then if all of the owners did that, when you travel, you would just stay in the guest apartments at that same building. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. Like, and it's not like, you know, MLB teams could easily cover that. I mean, a two bedroom apartment to be fully taken care of, like, you can provide furniture, like, there can be beds, you can have couches, you can have TVs, like, everything can be stocked, like a hotel kind of thing. So it's like, you don't need to provide any of this stuff. And sure, like, maybe. As you move down, like if you want to spend less, but typically housing like ML, like the minor league organizations, like sure, maybe apartment buildings in Palmdale, Florida, or are more expensive because it's Florida versus Memphis. But I imagine that like where the stadium is and you want it to be nearby, so like guys can, you know, just hitch rider like maybe like ubering to a game isn't that bad or you have like shuttle service from the building, like a bus that can pick you up and get you to the game and they can just pick everyone up from the same spot. You know, right. like what whatever. Like there's so many things economically that can allow it to happen. And what it allows is these kids don't have to worry about paying for that stuff. Um so now the fact that they only make fifty thousand dollars a year, but it's just all they got to do is worry about baseball. Like all they got to do is get groceries. If they want to go out and do some stuff when they're at home, or if they have an off day and they're on the road, like they want to go out to dinner. Like that's all on them. Like they can buy all their own food, you know, whatever. Um, I think that it's also reasonable that like, if you play a day game, like you can you can provide like a buffet dinner for your team afterwards like maybe that's more of like a home team thing so it's just when you're when you're hosting like you feed your team when they're at home like you give them a good meal on the road they figure it out on their own you know like they can go do whatever they want to do they can go try all the places that they want um yeah like you just come together and be like all right here here's the things like if we did all of this and now you don't have rent You know, it's like you don't have that thousand dollars a month in bills that you got to pay, but that goes a long way. You know, like help take care of your family, help grind this out a little bit more. Oh, you have a wife and a kid. okay, like, oh, yeah, you your your parents aren't doing well off and you want to be able to help out with some medical bills or help take care of your younger siblings. Here you go. Like this is an opportunity to do that, because we got you like you work for us and we're gonna take care of you because we want to see you be successful like companies pay for people to move all the time and you're gonna tell me that a multi-million dollar company you know some organizations that are worth like billions can't afford to spend you know 200k you can it's not like you need to keep paying rent you're not renting it from anywhere just buy the goddamn apartment complex
0: yeah, you own it. Like,
1: Forever. you own it, and you don't owe anything on it. You're not loaning it. You don't have a mortgage payment. Just and then it's still equity. Property on it. Yeah, and it's still equity. You like, you can turn around. That
0: you pay property tax. Yeah,
1: like, and you just turn around and sell it when you don't need it anymore. But, like, you can pay to have updates. Like, you can do whatever sure you, you can, can write do. it off as a
0: loss because it's not
1: generating any revenue. So. Right. Like, it can, you know, uh, or not even loss, but, like, it, like, a charitable donation, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm giving, I'm providing free housing to these people. You know, whatever. Like, even if not, even if there aren't loopholes, who cares? Like, you can survive to lose out on 250 a year to have your players taken care of.
0: Yeah, and Major League Baseball should have, like, some kickback. Like, cool, hey, you're going to have all this set up. Well, cool, if you're going to have, like, the whole kit and caboodle set up, then we'll kick in, you know, $100,000 or something whatever it is a year or take fees off or something, you know, like MLB makes enough money to like also make sure the teams can do that for the those players.
1: Right. Again and or or even like if the MLB PA, like yep, it's this big deal. But like the players union could be like, all right, like we're gonna pass around a hat and if you make over five million dollars a year, like we just ask that you donate whatever you're comfortable to donate into it. But, like, someone like Garrett Cole, like, should he have to? No. But if he threw, like, a million dollars at this problem, like, that million dollars could easily supply, like provide housing for all four teams in the Yankee organization. Like, that, like, alone. So it's like, bitch and moan about the owners could also do it, but the players could also kick back and and do that. You know, like, look out for their own. Like, you didn't make it here yet. That's why, like you said, you made the comment, do you think DeYoung pays for dinner, like, every night? Like, yeah, probably, because he probably makes more money than everyone else on that team combined. 100%, dude. Yeah. So, well,
0: he's, they're, they're loving it that he's done.
1: Right. So, for sure. Like, like hell, like, you and I, like, the pay dif- discrepancy between you and I isn't even really that much. And I feel like if it came down to it, like, you'd gladly pay for my dinner. And it's, it, and it's negligible difference between me and you. Like, Paul DeYoung, just down there banking six mil, you know, to seven figures. Everyone else down there banking, like, you know. Going to the beach. The, you know? Real happy when they hit six figures. And he's just yeah. a, on, a, on a cold, crooked number seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just knows he's already making $9 million next year. These guys don't even know if they're going to have a job next year. Like, for sure. Like, he, if he isn't, he better be. You know, otherwise, like, you better not be down there big leagueing people. He's down there like, I couldn't cut it, I couldn't hack it in the league right now. So I'm down here playing with you, lowly scrubs. You know, try to figure my game out because I couldn't hack it at uh, the big league. Why can't league.
0: you guys make me better? Yeah, I'm supposed to get better on y'all.
1: Yeah, like you guys suck. You know, so I hope that that, <laughs> that that's not what's happening. You know, um, I don't know if you watched the uh, the captain like the the first. I have not that came out. So there's a parts so like Jeter getting drafted in the first round by the Yankees. He was talking about that, like when he got like he got promoted at the end of his first year. And um when he went up to like the next level of like, I think it was like low A rookie ball or, or low A ball because he was at rookie ball. And they had like two weeks left of playing. So he got promoted and he like didn't think he deserved it because he was terrible. Like he didn't play all that well. But when he got called up, like, that's where Posada and Pettit already were. And, uh, um, like, obviously, Jeter getting drafted out of high school was, like, a lot younger than some of these other guys. And he had the moniker of, like, oh, he was the first-round draft pick. He's this huge deal, whatever. And, like, apparently, like, like Posada, even on there, was, like, I was hating, like, thought he was, like, you know, just this big dick swinging you know, had no respect for him, like who is this kid, who's you think he is. And he you know, Jeter's just this nineteen year old kid trying to fit in and make teammates not, not his fault <laughs> Yeah. Not you know, and it's not like it's not like he wanted to do bad, like he wanted to like continue to work hard. But it it was so it's just like all right, like you can either big league this kid or you can try to bring him in and like the first like big breakthrough we had, I think it was like the second or third year he went to spring training I think it was like '94, and or it might have been, might have been '93, So, I think he was drafted '92. So I think it was like the second year he went back to spring training, and it was like Don Mattingly was like on the backfield, like working on something, and he just happened to be there at the same time, and like that was really like the first like, tr- like it seemed like kind of like the first like true like professional moment that Maddenly was like, you know, we should run off the field. Like you never know who's watching Steinbrenner, you know, might be, you know, might be up in his little box watching. He's like, you never know. Could be kids at the ballpark. It could be fans. It could be scouts. It could be your teammates. You know, it's like you just hustle. Um, and then he talked about a Joe DiMaggio quote where DiMaggio said that he wanted to play great every game because you never know who's seeing you for the first time. And I was like, yeah, like that reasonable makes sense um yeah, So i hope young is you know down there trying to be like yeah like this is what it's like this is how you this is how you can make it like this is what it takes you know here here's what you take for granted you know and i'm sure that there's like the glamour stories like ah oh, you know wall the wall buttholes yeah you know, just <laughs> we're punching them all It's amazing <laughs> but Check your phones at the door. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you got a girlfriend? Not tonight. You don't, you know, just doing stupid shit. Like, and I'm sure that those stories exist. Like, oh, we, you know, ha huh, like rookie got his, his big signing bonus, got called up, got his first free agency contract. and Like we stiffed him with the bill and it was like 250 K for dinner. And he was like, what, how do you spend $250,000 on dinner? Um, It's like, I'm sure that kind of stuff happened. And I'm sure he's sharing that, like, giving people, oh, really? God. I'm Uh, so mad. I I love that Santon got it, but I'm so mad because we talked about him being a pick for MVP as well. (laughs) So it's just really really aggravating. Like, the only thing we didn't really, you know, I – getting four out of five of our players getting hits in the first inning, I thought was phenomenal. Um, And then Judge just let us down. But we talked about Goldschmidt hitting the first home run of the game. We would have won that bet. We talked about Stanton for MVP. We would have won that bet. We weren't ever close on the score. And then I, I feel like McClanahan and Kershaw were like right there, easily were in it to strike out to. And we even said that we felt good about the bet. If they both pitched two innings and they both only pitched one, so sorry, I just saw that Stan won MVP. So close, it put me close. On, Yeah, put me nice. on a, on a tangent. I think it's good for Stan. Yeah, representing the Yankees well. Um, yeah, so I I don't know I I don't I forget where I was going with it, but I think we were talking about minor just being underpaid and Manfred's stance on that. Um, and I think we've discussed this before but I I just feel like it's a very easy solution like in-house I feel like it could just be taken care of and I don't know that it should or that it needs to I just feel like it's a very easy solution like if ball players were that upset or that up in arms about the quality in which minor league players get taken care of I think that there are other alternatives that they could easily make that go away Um, like I said even if it was like if you make over a million dollars a year, we are going to take one percent of everything you make over a million dollars and put it into this fund.
0: Well, you better watch out, dude. Socialism's running real hard on this podcast right now.
1: But I think in a, I think in a small spectrum, <clears throat> although in it's a union, acceptable, yeah,
0: or in a MLB, you know, it's like you just pay part of your union dues, right?
1: Like that—that's just what it goes towards. Like, and maybe it doesn't have to be that much, but it could just be like. If you make over, like, you know, it could be bracketed. Like, if you're at league minimum, you don't have to pay anything. Like, if you're pre-arbitration, you don't have to pay anything. Or, like, you know, whatever. I I don't I don't know. Um, but like I said, like, if, if you make over a million dollars, it's just 1% of your income above that. And I don't, like, yep, it varies. So, it's like, oh, well, if I make more, well, yeah, but you you make more. And then you're going to give back more to the people below you that are going to allow this game to continue to flourish because if people stop wanting to play it, your game goes away. You know? So at some point you just got to stop worrying about the you and worry about the longevity of the game. You know, like how many, how many minor leaguers just give up? Cause they're like, I don't think I'm going to make it, but I just can't afford this anymore. Like, I do want to marry my wife. Like I do want to start a family, and I don't make enough to allow that to happen. You know, like I'm it's got to be pretty common, you think, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if they if they have numbers on that. <clears throat> but anyway, I guess now that baseball festivities are done, uh, we've kind of talked about trade targets a little bit. I think there's only really like one other name that we've kicked around that we can can discuss. But I guess we can first get into kind of what happened in the week leading up to the All-Star break and what's on tap for next week with the short week. Um, So Cardinals had Dodgers and the Reds. uh, Only played two games against the Reds. They, in my opinion, should have should have won the series against the Dodgers. Um, yeah. So take take that as you will. Um, uh, like they won the one game and they only won seven to six. I guess one could argue that.
0: Yeah, maybe, I mean, they were in the middle of giving up that game. Yeah, I like,
1: like, no. yeah, like the game, like the Dodgers just ran out of time. I didn't really watch either game. Like I was in the middle of just, like I didn't really watch any of the games. I was in the middle of like pure frustration, and the Yankee series with struggling to beat the Reds. The pitching, yeah, yeah. I it was just like I
0: understand pitching.
1: Yeah, like this is crazy, um. But also, because we were talking about, you know, they they just lost two out of three of the Phillies, and they dropped three out of four to the Braves. Dropped the first two of the Phillies being shut out. Then they won two uh, to to, split that series. And then I was like, okay, now you got the Dodgers. This is a big contest. Here we go. They won the first game. It wasn't the prettiest of wins, but they won it. And then you have Wayno on the mound for game two. I think it was Gonsolin that was also on the mound for game two for the Dodgers. I'm bringing it up Wait. right now.
0: First time he's ever let up five in runs.
1: Yeah, so... You know, even after that, he has a 2.02 02 ERA. Um, you know, Wayno didn't go as deep as he normally does, but it's against a very good offense. Wayno pitches into the sixth bullpen. You know, Nauton comes in, just two up, two down, ends the sixth. Cardinals tack on another run. You're just feeling real good. They're up six nothing going into the seventh, and then literally all hell broke loose. <clears throat> and then so they ended up losing seven to six. Then they get shut out again, of course, on um, on the third game and lose two out of three to the Dodgers. And you're like, okay, now they're going to play Cincinnati. Like they they need to right the ship. Like this is their opportunity to get things going back in the right direction. And they did. I feel like I feel like they they handled business exactly how they should have. It was, you know, we joked around about it being a little testy because the Reds had just taken two out of three from the Yankees on the road. Um, And they were playing good baseball. And Carlos just kind of jumped all over them, I think. And I think the Reds even scored early in both games, maybe. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, so the Reds scored two in the first in the first game. And then... They scored, yeah, they scored in the first inning of the second game as well. So Red scored early. Cardinals answered back in the first in both games. I think one was an Arenado home run. I think one was a Goldschmidt home run. One 7-3, one eleven to 3 And then the Sunday going for the sweep got rained out. So we'll have to wait and see. Now they have the All-Star break. But then you have, you go on the road coming out of the All-Star break, and they have so many days off. So it's like they have three at Cincinnati, then an off day, two at Toronto, then an off day, then three at Washington. Um, So they they have an opportunity, I think, to kind of tack on. They can utilize their good arms. Like everyone should be available both games in Toronto, so the bullpen should be, you know, good to go. You're probably going to see like a – Pilate and Hicks starting those games. So your bullpen arm should be good. Cause you had an off day coming into it. You'll have an off day leaving town. I don't know who all isn't vaccinated for the Cardinals. So maybe that's a concern. I find out, <laughs> but you know, then in August it, I, it's a pretty, it's a pretty light schedule in my opinion. Um, you have the Cubs come in town. Then the Yankees come in town. Um, you travel to Colorado then you get Milwaukee and Colorado at home. So really, I mean, Milwaukee will be a tough series. Colorado's been pretty bad as of late. Um, Yankees are obviously going to be a really tough game. Cubs play play tough, but you should be able to beat them. Like, that's team you got to be able to win. Um, so then after Milwaukee and Colorado, then you go on the road. Three at Arizona. Then you have five games in four days at Chicago. Then you host the Braves. Then you go to Cincinnati. So it's like you have the Yankees over a weekend, the Brewers over a weekend, and the Braves over a weekend. And that's really it. You have like nine games against tough opponents in August. So I I feel like the Cardinals are like very primed to just make a run at things because for really like the next, you know, five, six weeks, they don't play a lot of tough games. Like, they don't play a lot of tough opponents. And honestly, like, September really doesn't get any that much worse. Like, you wrap up the season with the West Coast trip to play San Diego and L.A. and then the Brewers, and then you get the Pirates to end the season, and you play the Pirates in back-to-back series. It's like you host the Pirates for three, then you go to Pittsburgh for three. So you end the season with six games against Pittsburgh. Um, and then you also play the Reds five times, the Cubs three times, the Nationals four times. Oh, and they have another series against Pittsburgh. So they play the Pirates nine times and the Reds five times in, like, their last 20 games, 25 games. So, like, if the Cardinals don't win the division, I don't know. Like, they should just sell the team. Ooh, sell the team. Because <clears throat> their strength of schedule is... Cupcake, you can't ask for a better layup. You know, to be a half game behind the Brewers coming out of the All Star break, like you should be able to close that gap by the end of the month. I think they should be able to be a couple games up. I don't know who the Brewers play. To be fair, though, you should already be. I
0: mean, a half game. You've let some games go, not just the Dodgers games. Like you let some right.
1: No, agreed. So I, I would be willing to bet that the Cardinals win the division by at least five games. Would be my thoughts. With no trade. Yeah, probably with no trade. But I still think that in doing that, you finish third in the division winners, and you're going to play a tough team in the wild card. And I, I don't think it'll be Milwaukee. I don't know who Milwaukee plays. I guess I, we can go look at their schedule real quick
0: and see if it's kind of similar. The Mets um, and Atlanta are both, I guess, playing pretty well. One of them.
1: Um, well, so the so right now it would it's so the wildcard teams are atlanta san Diego, like atlanta san diego philadelphia philly is two games behind san diego san diego is four games behind atlanta and atlanta is two and a half games behind the mets for the east um And then San Francisco is also right there a half game behind the Cardinals. So you have really like five teams fighting for those three playoff spots, but the advantage the Cardinals have is they're a half game behind Milwaukee and the division winner automatically goes. So I think that there's a strong possibility that you either win the division or you don't make the playoffs. And then El Central, which is what we kind of anticipated all along. Um, The Brewers they have. Colorado Minnesota and Boston coming out of the all-star break so definitely much tougher then they play they have the Cardinals Tampa Bay and seven against the Dodgers in August to go along with three against the Reds six against the Pirates six against the Cubs so hit or miss sounds like it's a little tougher um, or at least their, their games are kind of grouped together versus it being three weekends. It's like a four-game series against the Dodgers. Then they travel to Chicago for three. Then they travel to L.A. for three. So it's like seven games in, out of ten are against the Dodgers. And they play the Cardinals in St. Louis for three before That's that. Rough. And Tampa Bay before that. So it's like two at home against Tampa Bay, three on the road against the Cardinals, four at home against the Dodgers, three in Chicago against the Cubs, three in L.A. against the Dodgers. So it's a, a pretty tough two weeks there. Um, And whereas like the Cardinals, why I think it's relevant that it's weekends, because like you can try to, you can try to rest guys to get ready for those because you have weaker opponents. You can try to maybe stagger your starts or have a spot start somewhere that you can have like Wayno pitch essentially in every one of those series. You know, whereas if they're back to back, it's not, a, not as easy to set all that up. Um, And then in September though, it's, Uh, Arizona, Colorado, doubleheader against the Giants, Reds, Cardinals, Yankees, Mets, Reds, Cardinals, Marlins, Arizona. So, not not super difficult, but you have the Giants, Mets, and Yankees. So, and those are, again, like, the Mets and Yankees are back-to-back. And then the Cardinals are right before the Yankees. And then they have the Reds and the Cardinals right after that. So they just play very tough games in, in a tough stretch. Cardinals definitely have the easier schedule. So, but of course you got to play the games. I just I think that the Cardinals are in a spot that they should be able to win a division, but with the team they have right now, if things kind of continue the trend, I think the Cardinals probably lose in a three-game series against Atlanta. They probably was in a three-game series against Philly just because I think, you know, Wheeler, Afflin, Nola is already shown to be too much for the Cardinals or uh, Wheeler, Gibson, Nola just has already overmatched the Cardinals on numerous occasions. Um, San Francisco, I feel like their starting rotations kind of hurt because Di Scalfini was doing great. Um, I th- I think he's hurt maybe for the year. I think Cobb's hurt too, maybe. I think that's who's in San Francisco. Uh, I don't
0: think Cobb's hurt. He just pitched for Travis last week. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe he's just not doing well.
1: Because I know, I know all. Oh, nice I. Know. I know... So maybe it's just all the other pitchers. Because I know Travis yeah. had a bad pitching week. So maybe just seeing that and knowing he yeah, that those... had that pretty bad starts. Yeah, he,
0: he had the he had two good starts really. It gotcha. was the starts that were, they were facing each other. Ah, that's through, right. Like out innings. That's right. That's they right. They both put up like 15 plus points.
1: Gotcha. Plus gotcha. Now, now you're saying, although we both won though last week. Yeah. So. Still won. Still won. Yeah. I took
0: home top points. So. Nice. Ended, up, ended up cracking 300. Yeah, feels good. Yeah. A lot of pitchers uh, double started this week. Right? How many starts did you have this week? Um, I have no idea. Right now one. No, last week, last
1: week. Oh, last week. Um, you have nine. Seven. Nine? Seven.
0: Oh, you only
1: had seven. Yeah, yeah. It was just Bieber and Cole were my only double started pitchers. Hmm. And then coming into the All Star break, I'll have probably one start from all of my pitchers. So I'll have five, which will probably be the max for everybody. But then I'll, I'll, I will probably also have double starts coming out of. Um, going into the next week after that. So, yeah, should be, should be fun.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm over here wondering, some of my pitchers might not even pitch this week. (laughs) Yeah, if you have,
1: if you guys, like I have a couple guys that it's questionable, like Ian Anderson, he may not get a start this
0: week. Um, Spencer Strider, I think, will, Wainwright will, I guess Kyle Gibson will. It's, it's Jake Odorizzi and David Peterson. I would imagine David Peterson gets one, but Jake Odorizzi, I'm not positive they have like six starters right there. Anyway, they're in a weird rotation. Um, right. So. I'll see. Walker's yeah. on the I.L. So I just need him to come off. He'll be off after this week.
1: Yeah, and then. So for, for this week that we talked about. Cardinals just have three on the road in Cincinnati. Um, acceptable outcome on the road. Just win the series. Take two out of three. Um, I've kind of. Come back they're down playing the, the doubleheader. Um, no, no, the makeup from the rainout is in September. Oh, again. Yeah, got pushed way out. You know, um, <laughs> so the Cardinals, because 'cause their bullpen was tax, so there's like, we're gonna call it super early.
0: Yeah, they'll probably just uh, not even make them play that game.
1: Yeah, probably not. Like, yeah, you don't need it. Um, but yeah, so 50 and 44 on the year now. Uh, acceptable record would have them at 61 and 33, which is why we've kind of skewed it back the other way. I think to be a little more reasonable in terms of overall, Uh, but they are at still floating around the 59%, uh, 17 out of 29 series. They had an acceptable outcome Um, on the Yankee side. They had series against the Reds, which we said acceptable was um, sweeping the Reds. Um, oh, I guess for the Cardinals, so acceptable was take two out of three from the Dodgers, and they lost two out of three, and then we had them to sweep the Reds. Since there's only two games, we put it. I put it to two and zero, and that's what they went. Um, for the Yankees, it was sweep the Reds, and then take two out of three from Boston. They lost two out of three to the Reds, so definitely not acceptable outcome. And then they won the series with the Red Sox. Um, again, at least saving grace in the three games they lost last week. And going three and three, all of them were by one run, so I like I don't I don't know I I try to not be super upset about it. Um, but then on tap for this week, they have two at Houston as a doubleheader on Thursday. Um, acceptable outcome is just split those games, just take one, um, and then at Baltimore for three over the weekend, and again acceptable outcome is just win the series um, on the road against uh. A, a lower quality team which i guess can't even really be said because um, with the run that the that the orioles went on um they lost two out of three to tampa bay over the weekend but they are currently 46 and 46 so all five teams in the al east at the all-star break are 500 or better which i think is absolutely insane um in comparison like the AL West only has two teams that are over 500. The NL East has three. The NL Central has two. The NL West is three. And the AL Central, they have two over 500, one at 500. <clears throat> um, and like both the NL and AL Central, like the top teams are like. Minnesota's six games over five hundred and Milwaukee's seven games over five hundred <laughs> so not uh not exactly killing it so a l east living up to its uh reputation and I think the uh yeah the Yankees are thirty and fifteen against the a l east pretty impressive stuff, yeah, that's because
0: they lose to teams like Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even they, though the numbers might not show it, we know they lose the ball. Yeah, but yeah, their uh, Yankees are 19
1: and 11 and one-run games, so they were 19 and 8 prior to last week. Crazy, or I guess maybe because I think they might have won one of their games. I think when they beat Cincinnati, I think it was by one. Yeah, they won seven and six, so they were 18 and eight. And then the Red Sox, they. They did not win by one; they won by <laughs> thirteen and by eleven. Those were fun. It's a fun weekend for those games. Very much enjoyed watching that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like we said, both both picked up the W in fantasy. I think you're mm-hmm. six and eight on the year now. Um, eight and three win streak. Yeah, if, if you lose this week though, you'll you'll be six and nine. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> Um, but I think we're we're both right there. I think when I looked at it, Timmy is the eighth place seed at seven and seven, and then there are five teams tied in ninth at six and eight. So you're like right, right there. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm fighting my way through the waiver wire trying to win games. and I think I think you can help me out again this week. Because um, last week when we were playing, you were playing Travis, who was ten and three and in first place in my division, and I was playing Adam Stau, who is ten and three in first place in your division. So we were playing the top team from each other's division, and we both whooped up on him. Because I think you won by like a hundred something too, didn't you? Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, it might have. Been, it didn't end that much, but it was still like seventy-eight.
1: Yeah, I think I beat Adam by like a hundred and thirty. <laughs> like it's not close so it's like oh all right yeah here we go um yeah and then so now travis is tied for first in my division him and him and johnny are 10 and 4 um and i'm at eight and six right behind them but you're playing john this week so i could use another another nice assist from you I think I'm playing Robbie. I don't know what his record is. But I'm assuming, like, I feel like everyone in your division is in the mix right there. It's like you have, like, a team at 10 and 4, and then everybody else is either 8 and 6 to 6 and 8. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Robbie is 8 and 6. So this could help continue to catapult me up the standings because I have some wiggle room on my end. But all, all four wild cards could come from your division. So me not being in the top two in my division, I could potentially miss
0: the playoffs if I don't take care of business. Well, I'm going to try to you know help your team out this week. Definitely trying to take Ws at this point in time. I'm tired of losing at the beginning of the year. So yeah, I can tell guys you. back in there, healthy. I got... You know, a couple injuries going on, but I'm about to get Hanager back after this week. I think this is his last week out. Um, so, hopefully that's a big addition to the squad. Um, maybe some home runs, a little power. Even though, yeah, you know, I hit a decent amount of home runs now. I always hit more home runs.
1: Yeah, because some of the things that I looked at. Um, so, like, I – so McNeil, even though he's, like, a top 100-point scorer – I'm sitting him this week. Cause he's playing San Diego mm-hmm. and I wanted to get Gorman and Donovan in the lineup because they're playing at Cincinnati Cincinnati. and I wanted, and I'm playing uh, Jesus Aguilar cause they have four games versus three for a lot of other teams. Um, and they play one at home against Texas and then they play at Pittsburgh for three games. So I was like, all right. Um, and, yeah, I put Donovan in at shortstop because he has shortstop eligibility now. <laughs> so I put him in at shortstop, sit in Correa, because Correa plays just two games at Detroit. And I was like, eh, Donovan at Cincinnati for three versus Correa at Detroit for two. I was like, I'll, I'll go with Dexter game. So yeah. hopefully he plays. I got to keep an eye on it because if he, if he isn't going to, then I'll put Correa back in.
0: Donovan's going to play. He's going to play all three games.
1: Yeah, but I was like, all right, I'll get... It's like the the Cardinals just whooped up on the Reds, put up some good offensive numbers, so I'll go ahead and get those guys in the lineup. Yeah, the only person that I have marked as having a start at this point is Shane Bieber. Yeah,
0: I think the only one I have is Kyle Gibson, and he's going to face the Cubs.
1: Yeah, Gibson, or I have... Anderson against the Angels, Bieber against the White Sox, Cole probably against Houston, uh, or maybe since he pitched. Did he pitch tonight? I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think he got in the game. So he'll probably pitch one of the games against Houston. Um, Darvish against the Mets, and then uh, Martin Perez against either Miami or Oakland. He did pitch tonight, so I'm gonna assume he'll pitch against Oakland. Because um, I think Miami plays Texas on Thursday. Uh, but then I or I have Jake Junis against the Dodgers, but he'll probably just pitch out of the bullpen still until they need a, a full rotation or Clevenger against the Mets. And I was like, if Clevenger does pitch. Then the Mets were throwing like either uh, Scherzer or Bassett. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm not. I don't want that matchup. I'll sit Clevender, So it really just depended on if Anderson is gonna pitch or not. Cause I'll probably throw somebody over nobody. But
0: we'll see. It was in rough. Felt a lot of negative out of pitchers this year. Last year, I mean, I had extremely high draft picks and I had a lot of good pitchers. I mean, I've been, I rarely had to change my lineup decisions. So
1: yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the 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 point that I am at, and I think it's not surprising given that I also had a lot of high draft picks. So yeah,
0: yeah. Well, earlier guys were just not hitting on all cylinders. So yeah, for me, you were trying some shit, you know. Yeah. It was
1: it was rough. I All made some bad made some bad decisions.
0: Trying to over fantasy, you know. I did. And now Garrett Cole's been Garrett Cole. Got eleven yes. starts in.
1: Yeah, I think I think really the only thing that absolutely hurts. So let me look real quick. He's dropping Dansby. So yeah, because like the other one would be Hayes. Maybe Hayes. Yeah. But I feel like where Hayes's numbers are. I am okay with the outfielders that I have. Um, Nah, no, because Hayes is like top 50. So, yeah, so dropping Hayes definitely hurts. Um, Because I could easily slot him into my my DH spot, you know, or into an outfield spot and move around my DH. And then how bad is it for Dan's? Dan's I mean, he's
0: almost put up 300 points. Yeah. So yeah, he's a top twenty. Yeah, oh. that's just rough. That's hey, you can go trade for him though, Nick Condray. You know, a trading players.
1: Rough doing. I I just hope that I drafted him like high. I'm going to look at the the draft. No, I think
0: it was later, because I was going to take him, and then you took him. Don't not later, because you had a bunch of high picks. But
1: yeah, so he is keeper eligible. I drafted Ooh. him in the seventh last pick of the seventh round. Yeah. It makes me sick to my stomach. You're such an idiot, Alex. Austin Hayes also keep eligible in the 14th
0: round. God. Yeah, but. I'm so dumb. I'll probably be keeping, at this point in time, I'll probably keep Spencer Stryker. So that keeps going. And then Kyle Tucker and Austin Riley again. But, as you're saying, you, you might
1: have kept him. Yeah. So, probably, I think my keepers will probably just simply go with, like, Flaherty in the 8th, just to see what happens. Gorman in the 12th, Volpe in the 15th. Just so that way, like, they're there. I guess maybe it depends on, like, if Volpe's going to get the call up. So I more so just drafted him so somebody else couldn't draft him super late keep him yeah. same with gorman that, that i was like "Eh, i give gorman getting called up has made it a little more worthwhile but i definitely drafted him in a round that you typically would take starters
0: <laughs> so yeah, dude, you're you're probably pretty glad he started at this point in time well not like you got a player but it provides that flexibility versus a player that was in the minors right
1: um and then what is it i traded with maryfield where he's at like 235 points, 55th in scoring. And where's McNeil? McNeil is 214 points, 78th in scoring. So I have lost that a little bit, but McNeil did get hurt. Um, and Merrifield's currently hurt. But the big difference there is with Merrifield, not keep eligible. He was a third-round pick. Jeff McNeil... I forgot that I had him is keeper eligible and he was a twenty third round pick. So I will probably keep McNeil for sure. Yeah. So that so I probably won't keep Bolby then. So it'd probably be Gorman, McNeil, and somebody. Infield's gonna be locked up. Yeah. Yeah, it would be great if I had Swanson. There's just Gorman, Swanson, McNeil. I'd be like, all right, shortstop, second base, outfielder. Covered. Let's move on. Lots of draft pitchers. Oh, and then that's the other. I traded Woodruff for Correa because I really needed a shortstop because I dropped Swanson. So if, I, <laughs> so if I didn't drop Swanson I still had him, I wouldn't have had to trade for a shortstop and I wouldn't have had to oversell and I'd still have Woodruff on my team. And what what's he been doing lately? So now he came back and has just been good. Um, let's see, trends. So I trade him while he was hurt. And in his first week back, he put up forty-four points, then thirteen points, oh, and then two points. So it looks like he had just one one really strong week,
0: because he was like hit or miss. Like he had. Nick got Correa for nothing. Yeah. For sure. That's nuts.
1: Yep. Yep. Um. So I don't know. But I think we're I think we're looking good. I think your team's trending in the right direction. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. it will be a, a fun end. Um, maybe I get to play you in the playoffs and get a chance to finally win a game. Maybe we'll see. Because I forget. I think right now I would be matching up with Mickey in the first round, as he's the number four seed. Um, but it also could be my brother or Robbie because they're all eight and six. And right now it's like a hundred points that separate Mickey from Robbie and then Kurt's it's in the middle in there. So good week is a bad week. Yeah. Like could, uh, just make up the difference. So even if like they both win or both lose, like their standings could still change. Um, but who... Who's Timmy got this week? He's playing... Oh, good old, good old Steve, who doesn't set his lineup. Rough. So you've got to figure that's probably a W for Timmy. So you got you got to win to keep pace, for sure.
0: Well, that's what, that's what the plan is. Yep, yep. The plan is, i got one more day to set my lineup. We'll kind of see... I am... Goes. oh really Austin Hayes might come back in there, but they're going against the Yankees, so I'm might let him sit for the first week. Yeah. <clears throat> and Stephen Kwan actually has because they got a doubleheader against the White Sox, so there you go. Quick got one. those four games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Kwan has just been, uh, you know, reliable. Reliable. Seventeen points. Twelve points. Eighteen points. Seventeen points there you go top 100 outfielder can't be mad about that it's been a strong pickup Yeah, Charlie Blackman's very up and down some weeks is really great some weeks it's not so great so we need him to pick that back up um
1: yeah, so I think we're just about at the two-hour mark. Was there... The two-hour
0: podcast mark.
1: Was Oh, yeah, we actually just hit it. We're, like, a little nice. over, a couple seconds over. Um, Do you... Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before uh, we call no. it? No, no, all good. All right, well, hopefully uh, everyone enjoyed the All-Star festivities. Turned out to be a pretty good game. Yep. Um, I think the mic would have been better if it was 8-6, though. It would have been better if it was 8-6. I think the mic'd up players was pretty cool. So if uh, yeah. if you watch the second half of the game like us, muted, might be worth going back and checking a replay uh, just to hear those interactions because they were definitely fun early in the game. Um, but yeah, we will... Uh, should be back next week, I think. I don't think that there's anything preventing us. So... Keep an eye out for that. Um, And until next time, stay cool.
0: Peace. Bye.